you want to make a wild pick, then then go with uh, Kyle Busch to win the Daytona 500 in the championship. What a, what a year that would be for him and for Richard Childress Racing. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Edeline podcast presented by Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis. Right now, special promo code for you guys. You can use code BTYL10. Again, that's BTYL10 to get 10% off your order of Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis when you call them and order via the phone. Just call 501-374-2244. Again, 501-374-2244. Tell them about the Below the Edeline podcast and uh, tell them code BTYL10. You can receive 10% off your order. That offer will expire on January the 31st, so make sure you got plenty of snacks in store for the NASCAR season. Our guest today is Mr. Dustin Long, a veteran of the NASCAR journalism and reporting world. And since we have officially less than a month till those cars will take the track in L.A., I thought we'd preview 2024 a little bit because in my mind, it's never too early to look ahead. So, sir, how are you doing today? Oh, doing great. Uh, and I appreciate being on on this. Uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. My first question for you, and you know, we were just talking a little bit the Daytona 500, and and I'm going to be there in person. I'm really excited about that. But everybody's always excited about Daytona. But at the end of the night, there's only going to be one guy in victory circle. He's going to be the only guy that's happy. Daytona 500 favorites. It's hard to choose because modern super speedway racing is is just that's the way it is. But who do you see as some favorites, maybe for this year's running to the Great American Race? Well, I think it's going to be interesting this year, and we'll have to see what happens here in a month, as you say, but uh, a month or so with Daytona. But, you know, you look at the last few winners of the Daytona 500, it's been drivers that um, maybe you wouldn't necessarily expect. Uh, you know, what was it last year was Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the year before Austin Sindrick, the year before that Michael McDowell. Um, now, McDowell is, is very good on, on super speedway racing. So in one sense, while... You know, he hadn't been to victory lane and hadn't had the success. It wasn't surprised that he was up there that year and, and can be up there. Uh, I think Cindric was a little bit more of a surprise, but again, it's Penske equipment. And then Ricky Stenhouse is one at, at Daytona and Talladega. But I think what's interesting with all three of those is those are three that don't have uh, as many win, you know, as, as the top drive or, or what are viewed as the top drivers or, or have as many wins as, as some other drivers, let's put it that way, to be fair to these guys. And so, is this is this a trend that will continue? Is there somebody with you know one, two, three, four, five wins um, going to win the Daytona 500? You almost think that eventually it's going to uh, say even out, but kind of shift back to you know maybe somebody that you you would more view as a favorite as a Denny Hamlin, a Brad Keselowski, a Joey Logano would be like the three names. Even a Ryan Blaney with as good as he's been on speedways. You know, this would be probably, you know, four names that will probably come up pretty quickly. So I will be interested to see what happens when everything we get to get to February and, and get to Daytona to see what what kind of happens there. But 
at, at this point, I'm leaning a little bit more toward maybe more of, uh, you know, somebody's had greater success as opposed to somebody that hasn't won as often. But that's the great thing about the Daytona 500 and speedway racing. Or, you know, if, if you don't like it, that's one of the challenges of it is that, hey, anybody can win and you never know what's going to happen. And so, um, you know, there's been some great moments there. Um, and again, you know, maybe, like I said, I lean toward one of those, but hey, is this the year Bubba Wallace wins? You know, he's won at, he's won at Talladega before. He's had great runs at Daytona. Um, you know, you figure 2311 will be strong the, the, and they'll have a couple more Toyota cars this year. That's been one of the challenges for the Toyota group is that, you know, the, the manufacturers kind of work together more closely at, at those type of races. And Toyota doesn't have the numbers. And if they have some of their cars wiped out and it wrecks uh, earlier in the race, they, they don't have as much power, I should say, or, or uh, you know, other cars to work with. And that becomes a little bit more challenging. So uh, there'll be a lot of things to watch when uh, when the series gets to Daytona. Well, to borrow a phrase from our friends in the NFL, any given Sunday, and that that is the phrase that's in everybody's mind when you're at Daytona, Talladega, now Atlanta. Um, and I like that you mentioned, you know, those underdogs. Um, the guy that I, he, I guess he's my my preemptive pick is Chris Busher, and I know it's a boring pick because he won there last time we were at Daytona, and nobody likes it when you pick the same guy that just won a track. But RFK was so strong in the Daytona 500 last year, it kind of got overshadowed by Kyle Busch. Uh, nearly winning it but rfk was really fast and if they bring that same speed they have kislowski who's a veteran i it's hard for me to believe he still hasn't won that race but i feel like he's got to get one eventually um but i think busher is going to be a really strong contender but speaking of some of those underdog guys who do you see as guys that maybe are on the hot seat next year that could have a breakout year a year that they really need to have in a situation that they're not looked at as a championship contender right now well, I, I don't. I don't think many people will view Chase Briscoe as a championship contender, uh, even though this was a, a driver who was, you know, you know, a couple of years ago in the playoffs after his win at Phoenix in in, in the spring that year. Uh, obviously, things didn't go well last year. You know, Stuart Haas Racing has had its struggles. It's, um, you know, Harvick is gone. Eric Almirola is gone. The question is, is what's going to happen with that organization? You know, people are asking how strong can they be? Obviously, Stuart Haas Racing has come up with a new logo. They've come up with a social media presence of how relentless they are and how they're a bunch of racers and, and really kind of change, you know, trying to change the narrative in, a, in how Stuart Haas Racing is viewed. And it's a great thing right now, but eventually it'll come down to what do they do on the track? Chase Briscoe is a guy that uh, I think a lot of people overlook because he was 30th in points last year, partly because of the penalty and so forth. But uh, that's a guy that I would kind of keep an eye on. Um, you know, uh, another one is it's um, yeah, I think somebody will be, people will keep an eye on is, is Alex Bowman. And, and, and look, the injury, you know, sidelined him and, and caused him to miss races. And that really was a misfortune for him. You know, he was leading the points so strong at the beginning of the season can he you know find that magic again and, and and have that success and and you know not be thought of as the other hendrick driver as as some people might think of him in, in that sense even though this guy has won races and had success uh um you know but uh, with william byron winning six races last year kyle larson being a former champion chase elliott being a former champion you know even though he missed the playoffs last year those are the three that often overshadow Bowman and he kind of jokes about it, but I think it's an opportunity to, you know, have that success again. And so he's somebody else I would keep an eye on. Um, you know, I, I, 
I'm going to be interested in see what Ty Gibbs does in year two. Now, I don't know if you call somebody at Joe Gibbs Racing an underdog, especially somebody who's been a former Xfinity Series champion. Um, but I, I want to see what he does. And, and you know, he missed making the playoffs. Is he somebody that can make the playoffs this year? And if so, who does he knock out? Um, and I think that'll be some of the interesting things. Those, those are a few guys that kind of come to mind immediately. Well, I like that you mentioned Ty Gibbs there at the end, and I received a little bit of flack when I did put Ty Gibbs in my way too early playoff predictions. I put him as the last guy in. I put him as that, you know, whenever we talk about the NCAA tournament and basketball, those last four in, I put him as that last guy pointing his way in. He's a guy to me. He could go out there and win races next year. I wouldn't be surprised. He could also have a horrendous sophomore slump and finish 25th. Um, but he was he was pretty fast last year at a lot of races. I remember that spring Kansas race. He was really good until he got got beached and and his, all his tires went flat and he just completely tore up the car trying to come around on pit road um but i like that you mentioned gibbs and briscoe as well you know i i can't remember if i put him in the playoffs or not but he's a guy he's either gonna run 25th like he did last year because he has a bad car or he can go out there and just whip the field because people forget how talented he is that xfinity series year i think 2020 he won seven or eight races was just extremely fast on a weekly basis so i like that you mentioned uh chase briscoe um there's a conversation every year about the championship the legitimacy of the championship and and everybody always kind of points back to how we got in this this pickle if you want to call it that of the playoffs and chase is matt kenseth's 2003 season where he only had one win and i've heard some people propose different solutions to this but the one thing that i think fans always watch for is who's going to lead the series and wins and and for me this year that pick is kyle larson and it's a boring pick i don't care i'm, I'm trying to be right i'm not trying to be flashy and, and outspoken who do you think has that potential this year to be the league leader and wins because last year was his teammate william byron can he defend that title or can somebody else come and take the reins there well, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting question to ponder, especially when you think about, you know, Toyota has a new car, Ford has a new car, Chevrolet doesn't. So does the Chevrolet have the advantage because they have a car that they have worked with before and they know? And if so, then yes, I could see you you can pick Kyle Larson um, as, as, as winning the most races. Uh, you know, if you think that uh, Toyota is going to have the advantage or Ford is going to, have, going to have the advantage, does that open it up for somebody like Denny Hamlin to have the most wins, uh, a Martin Truex Jr., last year's regular season champion to have the most wins? Or, or what about on, on the Ford side? Is it, is, it, is it reigning series champion Ryan Blaney? Is it Joey Logano? You know, you mentioned Brad Keselowski. Does he finally get that win? that he, you know, his first win at RFK racing. And does that lead to many more or does Chris Buescher go from three to six or something like that? And we really see, you know, the Chris Buescher that was a former Xfinity series champion. And, and somebody years ago, people kind of thought, Hey, watch out for this guy because look what he's doing in Xfinity. And, you know, certainly where he's been, it hasn't always had the equipment to put himself up front. So is this, is this Chris Buescher's time or somebody's like that? So, um, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, you look at 2311, is it, you know, Tyler Reddick or Bubba Walls, but certainly, um, you know, you saw what Tyler Reddick has done there um, with winning a couple races last year after winning with three races at Richard Childress Racing. So, you know, he's a guy that comes in who's, who's won races and really grown and developed the last couple of years, even more so beyond his uh, back-to-back Xfinity championships. So, 
it, it's really hard to say, um, you know, who is going to be the, the the driver who wins the most. Because I let's put it, let's be honest. I don't know if many people would have picked William Byron at this point last year, um, and for him to get uh, six wins and to do what he did, I think probably surprised some people in a way because I think they probably figured he was he was a uh, you know behind the Larson and Elliott in a second tier at, at, at Hendrick Motorsports, and he ended up being the winningest driver there. Well, it is, you know, at Hendrick, when you have talents like Kyle Larson, when you have the most popular driver in Chase Elliott, you're kind of always going to be overshadowed. And I think you're right. William Byron went from a guy that nobody had, you know, they might have him as a, a round of eight guy, a guy that can go out and win a couple, but not six. And and not many drivers have won six races in recent history. And if he can do that again consistently, prove that he's little more or prove that he, he is more than than a one year, I guess not a one year wonder, but a guy that was just a flash in the pan for one season. Uh, I think that'll that'll do wonders for him. Um, do you have any picks that are, how do I phrase this, unorthodox? Do you, are there any guys you have in your early playoff predictions winning a race that, that just nobody has? Are there any, I guess, controversial picks that you have that if you put them out there, people would say, oh, you know, I don't know about that. Or Do you have any picks, I guess, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Do you have any picks that would cause an internet chat room to go up in flames? I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I have one of those, but I, you know, look, uh, if you're looking for, um, you know, a pick that may not be out of the ordinary, you know, you look at a guy like Coyla joy inspire motorsports and, and, and look at some of the things, the growth that's taken place at spire motorsports over the last few years. And then, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're going to have Carson Hosevar as a teammate, you know, Zane Smith and on loan from Trackhouse Racing. So as long as that doesn't um, hurt Spire and having too much um, and, and not being able to, you know, figure out how to spread the wealth type of thing. But if they can take advantage of having those cars and taking more of that information, um, look, you know, look how good Corey LaJoy's been at, at Atlanta um, and is a speedway race one that he could win and could he be one of those guys that you know could get in by that way and and uh look it still takes a lot of skill and ability to win those races um you know it uh, was it you know at atlanta last spring joey logano was fourth going into the last lap and won the race beating brad keselowski and uh you know he made he made a daring move in front of uh, christopher bell and it kind of played out and it worked out for logano and it didn't work out for for bell who, um, you know, just, just hesitated a little bit. And so, um, and that can be the difference in winning or losing a race. So is, is somebody like a Corey joy, somebody who could win? Um, you know, if, if, if the, if the Penske cars, the Ford cars are better, what about an Austin Cindric? And you know how good he is on the road courses. And there are as, aren't as many road course races this year, but still there's the opportunity for somebody like him. And again, he he's had success on the ovals too in the Xfinity series. So it's not to discount that he can't win on the ovals, but I think it, it would seem to be at least right now, the, the easier path might be a road course race, but you know, again, maybe Austin Sindrick will surprise us and win three, four races this year. And that'll be something that nobody would have. So, um, you know, he's at the same organization that's won the championship the last two years with, with Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney. So, um, you know, and again, you know, they had their challenges last year, the whole, that whole organization did and still came out with winning the championship. So, um, you know, that's a group that learns if this Ford car has some, you know, questions or issues with it, 
I'm sure that this is a group that can learn as the season progresses. And, and if they don't have the performances early, can build toward having those later in the year and uh, put themselves in a, in a position to win races and, and make the playoffs and go from there. Again, uh, I don't know if many people probably were, would think Ryan Blaney is a championship favorite even before, you know, even shortly after he won at the, at the Coca-Cola 600 last year. Um, you know, after that win, and then just it just did not have the the strength there. So he's somebody to kind of keep an eye on um, in that organization. And, you know, another name we haven't talked about all throughout there is is a guy named Ross Chastain of Trackhouse. I mean, what um, you know, after his what win at what Nashville last year, and then and then after that, you know, didn't do much for most of the rest of the summer and good part of the playoffs until finishing up the year with the win at Phoenix, and that was a team that just for the good part of the summer just didn't have the speed and couldn't put everything together. And then you looked at the issues uh, that his teammate Daniel Suarez had and track house was a team that just, you know, the year before everything went right or a lot of things went right for track house last year, not as many things went right. And, and they struggled at times and didn't get the, the top fives and the top tens that they had had the year before. So you know, is this, is this the year for her track house? Again, we, we talk about Chevrolet's got the same car. You know, you talk about a guy like Kyle Larson winning the most races. What if it's, what if it is uh, um, Ross Chastain or what if it is Daniel Suarez who, who, uh, you know, wins five or six races when, you know, I think people are kind of keeping an eye on him because, you know, feeling like, Hey, that performance has to pick up and he knows it. And uh, so I think this will be a big year for him as well. I think it is, and and I like that you mentioned Trackhouse. They're a team that when they're on, they're on. When Ross Chastain brings a good car and when he's not wrecking the field, he can be a guy that can lead 100 laps and go out there and take a checkered flag. I think Daniel Suarez is the same way, but I really like that you mentioned Austin Cindric because I, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat. He has some connections at Penske that I think probably have him in a better situation than some other drivers would be, and he's very capable, but – both his teammates have won championships the last two years. And yes, he's only going into year three, but he's only won one race. He, he's he's made the playoff just once. If he misses this year, especially if it's as bad of a year as it was last year, I think there could be some questions being asked about what his long-term future is there. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned Spire. Uh, I think they're primed to have their best year yet. And I, I am a little worried about what having three cars will do for them um, because they haven't had that much of a workload. And I think uh, I think Corey probably is top dog there, if you want to call him that. Josevar is the, the young guy coming in. And then you mentioned Zane Smith is basically on loan uh, from Trackhouse Racing. But uh, Spire is a big story to me. Um, my last question for you, it's, it's almost 10 months to the day until the championship race. But Dale Jr. did this last year, so I feel like we should be able to. And speaking of guys that, that picked Blaney to win, he might have been the only one that picked Blaney to win in the championship. Um, but who do you see at the end of the day in Phoenix, Arizona, taking that checkered flag, hoisting that championship trophy, and calling themselves the 2024 NASCAR Cup Series champion? Well, I'll tell you what, um, I haven't as, put as much thought into it at this point because there's still a lot of questions, but uh, we'll have some fun with it. And I'll tell you what, let's let's call it a Kyle Busch championship and Kyle Busch getting his third championship and getting it in his second year at Richard Childress Racing and getting what Richard Childress Racing, its first championship since Earnhardt's last. Um, wouldn't that be uh, quite a story? I mean, there's here's a guy that, you know, Kyle Busch, still looking for his first Daytona 500 win, actually led lap 200 of the Daytona 500 last year, but it was under caution and the race was going to overtime. And 
didn't uh, didn't even finish uh, and got caught up in that, that crash at the end and and lost the chance to to win the Daytona 500. So, hey, you know, we want to make a wild pick, then then go with uh, Kyle Busch to win the Daytona 500 in the championship. What a what a year that would be for him and for Richard Childress Racing. It sure would be. And I think I actually picked him to do that last year. And and I felt really good for those first 15 races yeah. of the year. And then the second <laughs> half of the year happened. And I no longer felt as good. But you talked about it, how poetic that would be. And that would actually be 30 years since Earnhardt Sr. won his final championship in 1994. So that would be a heck of a story if Kyle Busch was to do that. Um, for an organization that, in all honesty, before he got there was was in the doldrums, especially since Kevin Harvick left, hadn't had a ton of, at least not sustained, success. So that would certainly be huge. Um, championships are a hard thing to predict in modern NASCAR. It's just like super speedway racing because there are the guys that you feel like are always going to be up there. But then with this one-race championship format, if you're in that four, you got a 25% chance to win it. doesn't matter momentum doesn't matter anything as long as you keep yourself out of trouble you got a chance and i picked kyle larson i think in 2022 i picked him to repeat because that's what everybody was doing so i said i'll jump on the bandwagon um i am slightly worried about larson's i guess over aggressiveness in, in moments when it tends to prop up we saw it at homestead last year it didn't matter for him at homestead he was locked in but um I feel like that one race championship doesn't favor him as much as it favors a guy like William Byron. That's who I'm ultimately picking again, boring pick. I don't care. I want to be right. Um, so we'll see if he gets it done for me this year. I hope he does. I have Larson leading the league and wins. I have Byron ultimately winning the championship. I just, I'm not sure because people forget 2021 Larson wasn't in that lead when that final caution came out. I think, I think Truex was in the lead when I think, I think David Starr had some sort of issue and, and brought out a caution. Um, I'm not sure if this championship format is built for a guy like Kyle Larson to win, but if Byron shows up, he is one of the best cars, if not the best car in the field. So I have Byron winning the championship, but we'll see. We got 10 months to see how it all shakes out. And then in January of 2025, we'll be doing the exact same thing. It, it never stops. As soon as the checker flag falls, we're already looking forward to next season. So Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for giving us uh, all these picks and and uh, helping us get a jump start on previewing the 2024 season. Um, not everybody has started doing that yet, so it's great to to kind of get ahead of the game and and just under a month here, and we'll be uh, we'll be seeing cars back on track February 3rd for practice, and then February 4th for the clash. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, and can't wait to see cars back on the track here.